I believe that emotional abuse is all too common between men and women. I've seen many women who emotionally abuse men. I have them in my own family. Examples, making the guy's life miserable for wanting to watch a sports show. My mom used to do this all the time with my father. Listening into all his phone calls and only allowing one email address so they can monitor communication. Then there are some common ways that men emotionally abuse women, such as financially controlling, can't see your friends. Yes, I've witnessed all of these and I know a lot of people have. Today I want to focus on the emotional abuse among us. How do you recognize it and then what do you do about it? Stay with me. specifically what it is as I see it, how I've experienced it, how to identify it, and then what to do about it. These are just some general statements of what I've experienced, so hopefully you can give some more thoughtful consideration of whether emotional abuse applies to your life. And then take a look around in the media, at work, elsewhere, and just see how people abuse each other. I, I just think it's staggering. The evolution of emotional abuse in one's life, as I've seen it, as I've experienced it, I think it's very hard for some people, for a lot of people, to see what's happening. I think it starts out slowly, and then it just, it can, depending on the situation, balloon way out of control, perhaps over years. For example, some people think you might just are fighting, but does one person always have to win? Is each person able to express themselves without fear of retribution. You know, the old silent treatment or screaming. And is there a point you get to where you just don't want to argue because you know it's always going to be your fault? The person can accuse you of ruining the weekend, ruining the evening, when you're just trying to be hurt. You're just trying to get your side of the story there. Sometimes people will accuse you of trying to destroy them and then turn around and try to convince you how wonderful they are to you. So people who refuse to listen to you no matter what, because their viewpoint is always right, may just be emotionally abusing you. I can almost promise you that my ex-neighbor emotionally abuses her husband and or kids. And let me tell you how I know. We've done a few things together and their custom grasses were growing over our fence. So I never get real buddy-buddy with with neighbors. I don't think it's a good idea. But she actually had told us to trim our side because it was getting out of control. And But they weren't going to be trimming theirs. They're environmentalists, and she is anyways. And that's fine. I understand that. They don't have any interest in keeping their yard as neat as we keep ours. That's fine. But when I texted that the trimmers would be around in the next few weeks to trim the stuff that was way over on our side, she went ballistic. I texted her. I said, you told us we could. Now, the law is clear on this, everyone. You can trim whatever is on your side, and even if you don't trim it, if something happens to something on your side of the fence because of that, they can be held liable, depending on what state you live in. But So 
I asked her, we'd sent a few texts back and forth. She was really nasty. And I said, could we please talk? She flat out ignored that question. She responded with a few other things. Wasn't a very long text trail, (laughs) but uh, she never addressed that. It's like I never asked that question. How do you think that made me feel? This wasn't a big deal. It really wasn't, but she made it one. Emotional abuse never makes any sense. People who are used to manipulating and and getting everything their own ways, and we all know people like that. Uh, Anything else threatens their uh, thought process, and it's perfect. And it's just clearly is not tolerated from them. A lot of people are all for free speech until they don't agree with it. Here's another example. My mother would fake cry, and this is just one of many things that went on, until we would agree to whatever she wanted. After years and years of this, it's really hard to discern between trying to make mom happy and being emotionally abused. Of course, as a child, you would have no concept of emotional abuse. You you just, you want to make mom happy. That gets to be normal. And then when it's your new normal, how hard is it to see what's really going on? Didn't help that my dad would always say, don't upset your mother. Now what? You don't get a chance. You can't talk. This was the pattern that I grew up with. Here's another example. My brother's spouse was insane that I wanted something a certain way at my wedding. She hounded my brother. She hounded me to change it. Then she sent him to my house, literally six hours away, okay, after the wedding to ask me to apologize to her for not having it the way she wanted it. I'm not joking. Then she sent me a scathing letter three months after we were married telling me off. That first year of marriage, for those of you who are married, is tough enough without someone interfering like this. Let's fast forward to when her daughter got married. I had to listen to her on three occasions complain endlessly about how someone didn't like what her daughter was doing and that she should have anything she wants because it's her day. Does this sound like lunacy? It's stunning. I actually pointed it out a few years later in an email and I said, you did this to me at my wedding and you were so, and it was nothing. What somebody was, was saying about her daughter was nothing compared to what she did with me with, with my wedding. Anyways, she insisted for years that she and my brother only have one email. So I couldn't even contact my brother and, and know that he was reading the email alone. She always intercepted it and wouldn't hear anything back from him. So she also listened in on all the phone calls that he made with us without us knowing. So I can almost promise you that my brother had no idea he is or was being emotionally abused. Where's that line crossed of trying to make someone happy and being emotionally abused? What happens is over time, you slowly lose your voice. Eventually, it's just not worth the battling, whatever, to get the other person to see your side. According to them, there is no other side. And yet, if you were to tell that person that they are emotionally abusing you, once you figure it out, they will usually deny it. They can't see it or don't want to. After all, 
who really wants to believe that they're emotionally abusing somebody? Nobody. Nobody wants to believe that. What makes emotional abuse so hideous is that no one sees the bruises to you. You have no idea what toll it's taking on your confidence, your self-esteem, and your hopes and dreams. As a child, I stopped dreaming. I just started surviving. It's called survival mode. I'm not claiming a victim. This is just a fact. We're just trying to work through emotional abuse, uh, what it is, and that's what I experienced as a child. What happens then as an adult when people at work or whatever start doing this to you? Well, you're used to having no voice. Again, it's a, a normal pattern of behavior, so you may or may not realize that it's not good for you. How are you supposed to reach your full potential like this? Here's a very tough one, very tough concept. I'm gonna to try to be as gentle as I can delivering this because it was delivered gentle to me. <laughs> you allow it. I allowed it. Even if you didn't know what was going on, you allowed it. And by allowing it to go on for years, it allows the abuser to continue. I think in time that emotional abuse will get the recognition it deserves. As a society, we're still struggling with domestic and physical abuse but emotional abuse across all platforms, men, women, any types of relationships is just, I think, just staggering in this country. Here's the good news. I think once you recognize some of the elements of the emotional abuse, it gets easier and easier to spot. And then your tolerance for it goes downhill rapidly. You, do you think I'm ever gonna try to be friends with my ex-neighbor? No way. If she came to me, I don't want an apology or anything like that. I'm not that kind of person. But if she came and said, hey, I was a little prickly about the grass. I want you to enjoy your yard. Isn't that what this life is about? Aren't we here to lift each other up? I have every right to enjoy my backyard. Why is that grass so important to her? It's, it's almost as though I would have been injuring her to cut her, her grass because that would make her unhappy as an environmentalist, which I understand. She's simply attached to her grass and probably to anything that's hers. If, if you're not familiar with it, I urge you to look at Buddhism's philosophy of attachment. It's priceless. It basically says attachment causes suffering, basically because you're always trying to keep a hold of something in your little fist. This one goes, this, what I'm talking about though, goes a step further to attack the person who was trying to change it. So in this case, because I didn't want my puppy eating the stuff that fell into her yard, she gets upset and she attacks, you know, when I try to do something about it. So she thinks her cause is noble and obviously I'm not because I'm trying to ruin her nobleness. Is this making any sense? I don't know if you've experienced this. If you really want to see emotional abuse at its best, Get on a neighborhood app. You know those apps that are, you know, supposed to unite the neighborhood and get information out about events or suspicious behavior, whatever. One person can post about their cat being lost. And then we've all seen it. More than one or two people start lecturing them to not let them outdoors because of coyotes. Can we just help somebody find their cat and save 
judgment day for another time. So if you can identify some of this in your own life, hopefully you don't have any of it, but if you want to change it, we're going to get into that a little bit. As a side note though, the highest rate, and this kind of brings it back to my Me Too, my first episode, the highest rate of suicide in this country are straight, uh, straight uh, middle-aged white males. Why? Well, because a lot of them have had everything the way they wanted for years in their marriage too. Not just at work, but in their marriage. We as a society have really enabled a one-sided, heavily unbalanced, the male is the head of the household and women simply haven't had a voice. They haven't had the opportunity to even speak up or should they speak up. So they've been allowed to, I believe, straight white males have been allowed to run amok at the expense of the rest of us. And I think it's caused a lot of emotional abuse being hurled at their wives, girlfriends, whatever. Now, I think a lot of women are realizing that they don't want to spend the rest of their lives being yelled at. And if you bring it up as a problem, you know, they may or may, or may, or may not see it. A lot of men have no idea that they're being emotionally abusive. Remember, this is how it's been in our society. It's how it was, not how it is. And I swear it's true. So we've allowed it, and so we have as uh, individuals too. Yes, people have to take responsibility for their own actions. But understanding the role we're playing in the emotional abuse is very difficult. The first time I heard it, like I said, I, I thought, this is rude. He or she is doing this to me. It's not my fault. But by allowing it, knowingly or unknowingly, you're playing a role. This isn't blaming the victim, people. It's empowering us. You can stop the abuse. You don't have to put up with it. It's just a concept that takes a lot of thought. There is a line, I believe, that is crossed in free speech and emotion, uh, emotional abuse. And I see this all the time today. Yes, you have a right to speak your mind, as we all do. You don't have a right to not let the other person speak or to intimidate another major uh, emotional abuse tactic, them into backing down with bullying techniques. I think, for example, we've bullied our teachers to not discipline our children in the classroom. And there was an article over the weekend regarding some schools where teachers are afraid to go into their own classrooms. And now parents are mad because their kids aren't learning. Really? Teachers haven't been allowed to do anything for a long time. I mean, that's just my opinion. I see that they were bullied into not being allowed to do anything. If you suspect emotional abuse from someone, call them out on it. See how they react. I know a lot of people want to say that we have so many narcissists now. Not everybody is a narcissist. They're have, they may have a narcissistic quality, but not everybody's a narcissist. I personally believe a lot of people have no idea they are hurting you, or they may not care. That's another option. In case you didn't hear my first podcast, check out how Terry Crews, C-R-E-W-S, came to his own awareness with this. Uh, he, uh, I hope I'm paraphrasing ideas, his ideas the right way when I say that he thinks that men have been programmed to act a certain way. I'm going to go as far as to say I believe so have women. So I'm going to get into a lot of the communication issues between women and women in an upcoming podcast. Because I feel we have a lot of evolving to do, as do men. Anyways, in the case of my ex-neighbor, 
she may or may not be a narcissist. But I could spot the abuse right away and how I couldn't have my opinion, period. She stopped responding to me. She wouldn't acknowledge the fact that we could talk. And then, of course, the next time I saw her, she smiles and waves. She feels totally justified in how she responded to me because she is right and I am wrong. This is a small example, but when you start identifying emotional abuse, you're going to start seeing these little things of, eh, a person has no rights in her eyes regarding her grass. That's okay. What I won't do is allow another round of abuse from her. Can I? Yes. Will I? No. Big difference. Everybody, male or female, deserves to be heard and be able to speak their mind as long as it's respectfully. Now, sometimes in the middle of a heated argument, not sure how respectfully it can be, but I digress again. As a society, we really need to decide where we want to go and then how we're going to get there. And I think some of the things we've allowed in the past simply don't work well for our society's future. We can solve a lot of these issues. We need to be able to take a good hard look at ourselves as individual human beings. And that's where it's going to start with each one of us. In reality, and this is my final point, allowing people to have their own opinion and to voice it shows a person's strength and awareness in their character. It's a weak person, insecure person, who sees a difference of opinion as a threat and wants to squash it. So if you're confident in yourself and you believe in something, you can talk to somebody about it with a civil mind, civil head, civil speech, and allow that person to respond. If they don't agree with you, there's no reason it needs to go downhill and start insulting the person and being absolutely just horrible. Uh, anyways, emotional abuse doesn't discriminate. It comes between male, female, comes from all kinds of backgrounds. So thanks for joining me today. Watch for some upcoming podcasts where I'm going to be taking on some other big issues, including race relations with some very talented guests and uh, some issues I see regarding uh, communication among women. See you next time.